More than 775,000 people in the United States have died from COVID-19, a staggering figure. Left behind are tens of thousands of children, some orphaned entirely after the parent or grandparent who cared for them died. In this report, co-produced with the NewsHour, Kaiser Health News correspondent Sarah Varney looks at the risk these grieving children face to their well-being, both in the short and long term. I think the little boys don't really have a concept of, of what's really happening, what really happened, because I think they keep looking for him. Hey, boys. Betty Hamilton says her five grandchildren still haven't accepted that their dad died suddenly of COVID in August. Kobe. The boys, ages four to ten, came to live with her in Eastman, Georgia, because their mom is gone too. She died in a car crash years earlier, and they needed a home. Now, Betty's day is filled with helping her grandsons with homework. Yeah, we're going to hide this turkey. We're going to hide that turkey there. Yeah. And she spends endless hours in the kitchen trying to feed the growing boys. You going to go to help them? Cassius, you going to help them clean up too? The boys are among at least 140,000 children in the United States who have lost a parent or grandparent who cared for them to COVID. And these grieving kids face grave risks. It was Betty who told the boys about their dad. They looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> I'm hoping with me and my daughter that we could give them something to look forward. Even though they don't have a mother and a father in their life, but you got a grandparent, granddad, grandmom, you got an aunt, you got an uncle, 24-7, anything you need. If only it were that simple. She gets no financial help for the boys from the government except food stamps and Medicaid. So that was the main struggle, just getting them clothing and just getting them fed. Their aunt, Carla Hamilton, tried to move the boys into her home in Gwinnett County, but her landlord said they weren't on her lease. Now she frequently makes the trip, three hours each way, to help her mom figure out the basics, setting up a GoFundMe page and finding a bigger house, and caring for the boys' mental health. How are they feeling, talking to them? I didn't want, death is sad, regardless, and then just losing their mom, I didn't want them real depressed or anything. So we tried to talk positive, tell them positive things about how everything that was going around, keep them happy and hopeful, and not looking at it like, oh, this is another bad thing that's happened to us, our mom and our dad. Who we gonna do that to? Oh, I bet we could put a mustache. Cash is four and sometimes acts out at preschool. Yeah. Will you show me how you build a giraffe? Okay, now you need a yellow block. Colby is five and in kindergarten. It's difficult for the younger boys to comprehend that their dad is really gone. Where do you think your dad is now? Uh, that's his house. The older boys are dealing with complex emotions. And what about you, Christian? What were some of your favorite things to do with your dad? Mm. Play the game with him. It's hard to talk about, yeah. It's okay, Christian. Draw with him. It's your mama birthday. Even though there are so many families and kids left to grieve on their own, there is no concerted government effort to help them or even identify them. 
There are organizations across the country that help grieving children, but they are few and far between and often not well known. So introduce yourself, introduce your family, and introduce who died in your life. At Kate's Club in Atlanta, surviving parents, caregivers, and kids come together to grieve and to learn healthy ways to cope. So this icebreaker is just going to kind of get us thinking about our grief. Kids who've lost a parent or caregiver to COVID come from all backgrounds, but there are stark differences. One out of 753 white children have lost a caregiver, compared to one out of 412 Hispanic children, one out of 310 black children, and one out of 168 American Indian Alaska Native children. It was pretty amazing. Compared to kids who have never lost a parent, bereaved children are at significantly increased risk for lower self-esteem and poor academic performance. They're at greater risk for death due to illness, suicide, drug abuse, and violent crime. Hi. Ten-year-old London McBurney and her mom, Lori Clay, started coming to Kate's Club after London's dad, Joel McBurney, died of COVID in August at age 46. Processing grief in the time of COVID is complicated. Some children feel guilty for infecting a parent. Others, like London, are angry that their parent didn't get vaccinated or wear a mask. And do you find when people don't wear their masks, does that make you mad? Yes because it reminds me of not uh, of daddy not wearing the his mask at the soccer the last soccer game and i told him to put it on but he said he would put it on but he never did so and then i that's when i got mad the pandemic is far from over and with every surge of covid related deaths there are more and more children left behind to deal with the consequences in their own lives in the United States, the original figure we thought was about 120,000. We think that is now closer to 175,000. Charles Nelson co-authored a study in the journal Pediatrics that estimated the number of children who've lost a parent or caregiver to COVID. He says without interventions, these kids face serious risks. There's the issue of unresolved grief. That is, the depression isn't treated and it becomes a persistent form of depression. So this could affect them for the rest of their life. These stressful events can be biologically embedded, so their physical health could also suffer long term. But Nelson says there's more to it. A child's entire life can unravel. Our instinct is to say how horrible a child has lost mom or dad. What we're not really thinking about is, so what will that lead to? It could lead to the loss of income. It could lead to food scarcity. Children could lose their home. They could wind up living with a relative they don't know. They could wind up in foster care. There could be impacts at school. Kids could make fun of them. And so eventually all of those things can pull the rug out from underneath the child and make the loss of a parent that much worse. How are you liking the bigger ball? Camille and Mallory Dunlap of Elyria, Ohio, have felt those ripple effects. Their father, Galen Lewis Dunlap III, died of COVID a year ago. Ready, ready? Next one, put a tag on it. Mallory decided to quit college softball after a teammate called COVID a hoax. Camille faced a bully at school, too, who said her dad abandoned them and didn't really die. He came up to me and told me my father went to go get milk and never came back. It dried me insane. I told the principal he got suspended. Yeah, people just call me Camille now. Both girls were home when their dad died in their parents' bedroom. He didn't, he, he was here. He, Their mother, Julie Wallace, tried to revive him with mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation, and Mallory called 911. Nearly a year later, Mallory is struggling to stay on course. 
there's definitely days where it's better. I can focus really well, I can get good grades, and you know, there's always that sense of like, yes, good job, and I can study and I'm good. But then there's also the other days where like, nothing seems like it's gonna go right. It feels like there's a big cloud over my head and it's raining and it's not gonna work. So this is where, this is where they would bring in the big trucks? Mm-hmm. Yep. With the sudden loss of Lewis's income, he had helped run a truck repair shop considered an essential business at the height of the pandemic, Julie now has to pay the monthly bills, find health insurance and therapists, and put her girls through college. She's entirely on her own. We demanded these essential workers go to work, and they did, and they died. It's just like, okay, sorry, you know, we're moving on. Um, and meanwhile, all of the families are drowning. Okay, this is when we need dad. Experts say that if these kids and their families continue to be left on their own, the deaths of their parents will be felt for generations to come. For the PBS NewsHour and Kaiser Health News, I'm Sarah Varney in Elyria, Ohio. Come on, Waldo, go straight.